0: Episode 74, Grok, Gemini, and Mid-Journey. Oh, my. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the ChatGPT Report. I'm your host, Ryan, and before we get into today's topic, I wanted to reiterate something to you guys, that I'm not someone who is looking at technology on a, wow, let's look at this tech from the pure technical side of things. I'm here for what will the normal person, i.e. me, actually use this for, and will it continue into our lives every day, or is this a tech that will really stay on the test of time? And I'm here to showcase to you the latest news on AI with my commentary. Now, don't worry, guys. No one has emailed me anything like, wow, Ryan, you aren't really technical. But I more wanted to say what I'm here for, for the new listeners. And whether you're a deep dive coder that can throw a thousand lines of code together in a night, or a musician, a park ranger, a sales individual, or a mechanic, I think there's something for everybody here. And if you ever ask yourself, wow, I feel pretty lost right now, Yeah, that's okay, because I'm there with you sometimes, and that's all right. But let's figure out what technologies are finding their way into our lives and just scratch the surface of this crazy technology that we use an umbrella term for AI together. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling, wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. As an aside, there's been so much chatter out there about all kinds of updates in tech, and it can get a little overwhelming. And that's why I'm here. So hopefully I can guide you to the most important updates, not just, hey, there's a million things you need to know about AI, when honestly, 10 will do. So thanks again for giving me your ear every week. And remember, if you have any questions, don't forget to email me at Report at gmail.com. Or I guess that's, it's not at, don't put at, it's Report at gmail.com. I'm always down for y'all to ask questions or suggestions. Now with that, let's get into today's topics. Grok is here for premium, Gemini again, laws are being written, and Midjourney is not dead. So strap in and enjoy the ride. But before all that, there were some small news items that caught my attention. Two in particular. The first one is a couple episodes I talked about CREA AI and how you could draw on one side and it creates the image on the other side. And then it's got some text at the bottom that you can say, like, hey, put a castle in this picture. And so it has some perspective on it. Well, it's out for free on Open Beta and it is fun and incredibly fast how, how it generates. I encourage you to go look at it. And there's no downloading to try it. It took me about three clicks to get there and no sign up. Their demos lines up with the actual product. I am really impressed. And if you're at all a semi-proficient designer, you will crush in this space with this tool in your tool bag. Tool bag. I was not paid for this. So I, I, I'm not paid for this stuff. So guys, I'm just telling you how neat it is. And again, it is incredibly fast. So check that out. Secondly, which happened only an hour ago, OpenAI had a quick announcement, and here's what they said. Quote, we have formed a new global partnership with Axel Springer and its news products. Real-time information from Politico, Business Insider, European Properties, BILD, and at Wealth, and other publications will soon be available to ChatGPT users. And this is is answers to user queries will include attribution and links to full articles for transparency and further information. So guys, here's the thing. I'm curious to see how this will work. Is it going to be misinformation or is it more accurate information? I'll let you guys be the judge of that. But it is going to get really interesting to see how much AI will start taking over news sites and whatnot. And, and as a, an aside, I posted yesterday, which was Wednesday, I posted a video of an entire news caption. It was 20 minutes long. But you you can pick and go from anywhere there. But it's basically a 20-minute broadcast of news that was made completely from video AI as well as the writing to it. So 2023 was just a taste. 2024 is going to get wild. So you be the judge of that. See how that looks. Um, Just keep your ears peeled for that. So one of the first topics I wanted to mention was about Gemini, uh, Google's Gemini update, um, their large language model. But I, I put that update in last week about Gemini. I was and and to be honest, nothing has changed since then. Uh, I put it out if you're listening, if you want to hear about it, it's it's uh, it's the last episode called Gemini Smoke and Mirrors and. I gave you a pretty much basic update. There's nothing that's really changed since then. And I'll update you in the month of January when it actually comes out. Uh, it, again, my thoughts are over there, but you, you should just take a listen to that if you want my thoughts on how they kind of messed it up. But before that, we move on to that. Nick Dobas on X had a theory that I'm on board with. And he states, this is him quoting, Google, Bard, and Gemini is intended to fail. Over any, and there's four, three main points. Overhype with fake demo videos and benchmarks is the first one. Second one is people try it for free. Third, demo doesn't do the demo. And three, he says, Oi, this chat, or this GPT AI LLM stuff is nonsense. Unreliable hallucinations. I'm sticking with my good old trusty search engine winning. End quote. And you know what? It's not a bad conspiracy theory. I would definitely check out his Twitter as well. I'll tag it in the reference as part of the show. Uh, He's a good follow, and sometimes his stuff kind of flies over my head because, let's be honest, he's pretty smart. But I think you you would enjoy reading his stuff. So again, not a real Gemini update, but more of a conspiracy talk about Gemini that you guys might find interesting. Your boy has access to Grok. Uh, the news with this is more the integration. If you're unfamiliar, Grok is the large language model that has come to X, Twitter, and you can use it right in the system there. So, at the end of the day, people will have their qualms over which LLM is best. But here's how I see it: whichever one gets into your daily life will be king. Have you followed this at all? You know I've been on on this train forever. It's not. It, it's what is going to integrate best. That's why I think Copilot has a real strong chance here at being one of the bigger AI programs just because if it gets into Word and Excel and stuff like that, everyday users will use it without having to open up another tab. Anyway, let me get back to this. Sorry for the tangent. Most LLMs will look very similar. What's the difference between being 98% perfect and 99%? Not a lot. But I will add, yes, the information needs to be correct. So I get that. But in regards to getting the information, again, if it's 98 versus 99 you won't really be able to tell the difference. But what will change is the ease of use. I'm on X and I can flip over to Grok, which will give me some help on understanding a topic or figuring out what's going on in the news. And it'll even give me links to where it found some of the information on X. And then you can click those things and it, you know, it, it won't just open up another tab, but it'll simply open up a sidebar so you can continue your conversation with Grok or continue to read the tweet. It's a really cool feature there. So you're not dealing with like 12 different tabs. It's all right there. So really helpful and easy to use. No more flipping over to another tab. And, and you know, have I bootlicked enough for Elon? I, I probably have. But I'm saying this more because you're seeing a lot of, I'd say, hate on Grok some, from some of the intellectuals on X, the people who dive deep into the code and go really far under the hood. I'm not that guy. As you're aware, I do, I do... I do like its little quips and that boring feel of other LLMs. Could annoy you, but from my perspective, it was pretty solid. Overall thoughts are that Grax integration is what will put it on the map more than anything else. And I think that's a heavy advantage. So MidJourney has actually a really big update here. It's called Alpha. Uh, it's here for those of you who have generated over 10,000 images in mid journey. I have not. So again, your boy doesn't have access, but what's the update here? Overall, it looks better than Discord, because as you know, MidJourney is mainly run on Discord, and that it's off Discord, which is a nice plus, and it has more options on the made page from some of the early demos I've seen. I think the big thing here is the interface. Discord can be really clunky and has things that I would say are not user-friendly, like scaling. It's easy once you figure it out, but it takes a hot second to figure that out. And sometimes that extra step takes a little point. In, 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 the, in the business where we call that a friction point. It can be done, but again, you have to look for it, which when you're trying to create a very specific image, it can take time, where now it looks like it's way better. So here's some other updates as well with that. Some of the big updates are adding image is super easy, way easier than the last one to the prompt. They have sliders for style. yeah, style, uh, style, weirdness, variety, and sliders for more or less uh, in terms of the picture. Then image size, we have you know portrait, square, landscape, standard, raw. And you can also add as many images as you'd like to the interface. Again, it's easy, whereas in Discord, it, it's lack of a better term. I've already used it, clunky. But with the new update, it looks extremely, again, I'll say it again, user-friendly. And I would consider it similar to Adobe's Firefly. They did a really good job with this. And with that, this update, I think they hold more of the base customers as they're going to be happier with it, hopefully. I might add MidJourney has also been top tier, but their biggest issue was always user-friendliness. And now they're there. So where do they go from here? I'll tell you where they go from here. Their next big issue, can they do writing? If you remember, Adobe and Dolly can actually add certain words where Midjourney can't. For example, if I put the word if I if I say add the word hello to this sign, it can't do it. So hopefully, with this new update, it can accomplish that. And if I it can, I think it'll be even more dangerous. In my opinion, the best text to image out there. Again, I'm not paid to say that, but I really do think it is the kingpin for right now. So I mentioned Neil Patel on a last episode, and he's just had some real bangers out there recently, and you should go follow him on X. Uh, this last week, he talked about SEO opportunity for 2024, that's search engine optimization. Uh, they conducted a survey with 1,051 marketers to find out how many of them are using AI to create content. The results were interesting. A mere 12% of content Twelve point. Um, if you're gonna add the math up on me, I probably should add the percentages. Twelve point three percent of content is written by humans, while a whopping sixty point nine percent is purely generated by AI. The remaining 26.8% is a blend of AI and human input. When we asked those using AI and human collaboration to estimate the AI contribution, they found that 78.96% of the content that the AI input at 50% or higher. Although AI will improve over time, much of the content it generates is repetitive, and their tests showed that human-written content generated more SEO, search engine optimization traffic, but at about 94.12% of the time. And as AI advances, it's likely that more people will use it to create t- content, potentially making SEO easier. So they believe that human written content discussing new and unique topics will capture the majority of SEO Traffic and a human AI combination might also be a powerful approach. And again, we talked about all that. All, we talk about all this. That's the end of the study. Let me go into my thoughts here. Again, we talk about all this all the time. If you're solely using it, I think people can figure it out. But if you're using it and your own thoughts together, it's powerful. Think of me I use AI to help me write some of this script here, but I don't solely rely on it. Obviously, I can't use my beautiful face on a podcast. What can I say? So I have to add things here and there. But again, it's a team effort. I'll say it again. AI won't replace you, but someone using AI will. And finally, Meta has recently released new cybersecurity guidelines and benchmarks for its LLMs to ensure the safe and responsible deployment of generative AI models. Their initiative, known as Purple Llama, that's L-L-A-M-A, is aimed at addressing the growing concerns around the potential misuse of AI chatbots and open source LLMs like Meta's Llama uh, 2. The first release in the Purple Llama initiative is CyberSec Eval, a set of cybersecurity safety evaluation benchmarks for LLMs, and the tool helps developers measure the frequency of insecure code suggestions and make it more difficult for bad actors to manipulate LLMs to generate malicious code. The second release is LamaGar, a pre-trained model that helps developers avoid generating potentially risky outputs. Now, both tools are intended to help developers defend against the risk posed by LLMs, which can serve as attack vectors and be hacked to access proprietary information. Now, Meta is partnering with members of the newly formed AI Alliance and other organizations such as the Kings, Microsoft, AWS, NVIDIA, and Google Cloud to further, further develop and promote these safety guidelines. The company previously released Llama 2 Responsible Use Guide, but critics argue that it is not enough to manage the potential misuse of open source model in the wild. And this move also is responded to a heightened concern from entities like the White House regarding the potential misuse of AI models. Now, The concern here is that if you're not on this train, you might get left behind. Let's say the government says you have to have responsible AI. What are the guidelines? And if you aren't there writing the law with them, you'll be left behind. So it sounds like Meta and some others are trying to get in the train early with this. Do you think they really care about safety? No. Do I think they want to knock out their competitors with these laws? Absolutely. Thank you guys for giving me a listen, rate and review and subscribe to the podcast so you won't miss a new episode every week on Thursday with interviews on Mondays. Check out the website thechatgptreport.com where you can support me financially. Follow on LinkedIn and Twitter at chatgptreport, the purple logo. Please send an email thechatgptreport at gmail.com if you'd like to be interviewed or just have something to say. Guys, hope you have a great weekend. We're one week closer to Christmas. So take care. Enjoy family. And like I said, enjoy.